Hello, this is Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. So this is a special collaboration podcast with Fine Fine, which wonderfully means to liberate. I love that idea. So I'm going to record some audio and he's going to have fun putting some visuals to it. So the topic is why do we need a label? I'm an avid fan that no matter what people feel, labels always bring limitations. There's always a lack of expectation for everybody I work with who has a label. There was a lack of expectation in my own life. It was one of the biggest hurdles I had to jump over with my dyslexia. The sense that I was, the sense that it was even possible for me to do anything because I had it. Why does there have to be something wrong with you? Why is it such a big deal? Why is there so much stress involved in not being able to learn the right way and particularly to be able to read the right way? Like, I can't read out loud and I can't pronounce words and I particularly stumble over names because I I don't understand what the letters do in words. But I have crafted a way to be able to read in order to absorb information. And of course, there there are mistakes in that. And it means that I have to be in an environment that allows me to to read and in a stillness and a calmness because part of the the challenge is ultimately in filtering information. I don't don't see the world in a two-dimensional way. My, My world is much more elaborate it's much more complex. I'm constantly having to filter out the noise to be able to see the words on the page and to stop them dancing. And my ability to read requires to be able to read in context to the other words around it. So I'm reading by the shapes of the words and their context and their continuity. So it's a, it's a much more involved process that takes slightly longer to do. And it does require the environment that allows me to filter the information. But ultimately, we learn to read for the church. We learn to read for religious spaces. And ironically, even the non-religious gathering that I go to is steeped in that tradition. And it is a requirement to be able to read, to be able to be present, to be able to take certain roles in that space. So all spaces of gathering are steeped in the tradition of needing to be able to read. And that's part of the reason why there is so much pressure on people. Like it's not just the fact that you need to read in a different way or that might be a slightly slower process for you or you might make mistakes in it or you might pronounce words wrong. We have a whole hierarchy of pressure associated with reading and literacy that has come from the church down. All education was formed as a reflection to the church. And those are the aspects that we have never questioned and never taken those patterns and those roles out of education for ourselves. So we're left with such constraints, such stresses, such sense of needing to be right, needing to be proper, needing to represent our families, needing to be able to 
stand at the top of that church and make people proud. There is so much wrapped around these ideas. And so when we deviate from that space in any way, we need to be able to justify it. We need to be able to explain it. We need to be able to, to understand why we're the odd ones out. While simply not being able to read is simply working in more dimensions than 2D. It's the brain to the page mechanism is different and similarly back to writing. And some people will only struggle with one of those. I struggle with them all. My own filtering is particularly garbled, which is why I understand this so well and why I can help so many other people because it's like as if I can lift off the top of their head and see into their brain and see what's taking place for them. And yes, like there's all sorts of coping strategies to calming yourself and being in your body and understanding your trauma responses, understanding why the environments are setting you off, understanding the pressure that you're being put under. Like one of the most difficult times for people who are part of the Catholic school system is the age of seven and their communion because they are required to learn how to read for the top of the church still and it's a hugely stressful time and for people who are developing literacy differently they're not always at the point that we expect a seven-year-old to be at so the process is even more stressful. And then they're storing up an experience of literally being at the top of the church and not being able to do what the rest of their class can do. But it's bigger than this. It, it impacts more than this. There's, there's a bigger sense of why we need to make you feel weird. And if I had a scent for every parent who's asked me, have you seen Sir Ken Robinson's talk on how school kills creativity. It has 75 million views. And he has a book written about being in your element, which is simply about being in a sense of what you're good at. So it shouldn't matter if you can't read. It shouldn't matter if you read differently. It, sh it should be advantageous if you see more colors, if the world is not two-dimensional for you. If it's more exciting in a way, if you can daydream, if you can do all of these aspects, like the doodling and the stories and the imagination, that's what being in your element is. <laughs> 75 million views later, we still don't like creativity in school. There's something bigger at taking place. It's something bigger than, than our simple need to to squash creativity or a simple need for the students to learn to conform when they've entered the space or a simple need in not wanting to be different. There's a bigger process taking place. And the process is that we value certain skills over others. We measure them. We're measuring from that, that place of pride at the top of the church. And will being creative make your family proud? How many creative artists have struggled against their family when it's like, oh, that's not a proper job. You, you won't do well doing that. How are you going to make money? How are you going to be in the world? There's a big view that 
we view education and literacy and being in the world. It's a very masculine energy. It's a very Western education model. And as a result, when regimes try to oppress people, particularly when they try to oppress women, the first thing they do is they take literacy in school back. We have so much wrapped up in, in the idea of what to be literate means, what rights it gives us, what place it gives us in society, what status it gives us at the top of the church. And so we oppress by taking that away. And we feel that we're taking choices away and taking freedom away. But we never stop to question when we take creativity away. I didn't have a name for all that I disliked in education. I didn't have a name for the pedestals and the measures and the systems of judgment. I just knew I wasn't part of it. And it took me a long time to to apply the idea of the, the church to it or the idea of how you were representing your family or the idea that it was a whitest system, that it was a, a, a Christian ideal. And I think that that is why I began to find my experiences and my voice and my soul and my living experience of education in black writers because it was so hard to be themselves. I once wrote of Lorraine Hansberry. It was so difficult to be herself as a black woman. She might as well fully be herself. I was always intent on being fully myself, regardless of what people told me I couldn't, couldn't do because of my literacy. My literacy challenges have never gone away. I just have refined coping strategies over the years. I have refined an environment in a space that I can work in. But currently, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to work in education because parents just want the label. They want something to be wrong with their children. And the schools want to justify their, their right to judge and measure. That pressure that they're putting people under that creativity that they're killing in the environments. All of it is wrapped up in these labels. And for me to ask parents to leave those labels behind is as big as asking people to leave the church. It's as big a decision to leave the belief system and to leave the impact of the church behind as it is to put down those educational assessments and those labels and those boxes and those psychological reports that measure what is wrong with you, what you can't do in relation to some perfect average. It's as big as asking you to step out of the church, to step away, to think for yourself, to not need to oppress anybody to not need to take anyone's freedom or choices away, to feel that to be creative will be a, a valid right in the world, to think in an exciting way will be wonderful. But I'm asking parents to allow their children to not be measured, to be not limited into boxes, not waiting for an entitled place in a special unit 
because they think that that's the only way their child will achieve. It's as big as asking parents to leave the hold of the church and the hold of education over their true souls. It's this unconditional and untethered space that loves creativity, loves difference, loves everything that the church has hated, loves the freedom that they have always tried to oppress.